0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the maxed-out, chilled-out, lo-fi edition, Nick's Nonfiction, here with your host, Nick Munez. Nah, this isn't Wayne's World. I destroy opinions here. Nick Munez presenting Manuel Kant's Critique of Pure Reason. As you see from our edition last week, we are getting ingrained with the language of the abstract. (laughs) That was the most abstract meme trend ever. Pundale Dingle. I had an Uncle Quantaneous Dingle who was banned from Guantanamo Bay for waterboarding a guard. Insert cash or select
1: payment type. This is
0: real. (laughs) That's right, baby. Full abstraction today. Huffing farts. (laughs) Manuel Kant, he's going to take us to the top of Metaphysical Mountain and beyond. He's going to get into some 2 plus 2 equals 5 territory. Don't worry, I'll roll him back in. But I get to go full on hippie today. Here's a quote. As a set of universal moral principles, ew, that fart, that apply to all human beings, ew, regardless of context or situation. Immanuel Kant is a libertarian. He believes in a firm set of morals. How come we don't have a party in this country who is anti-war? Okay, I'm not getting political today. But both sides are just raped by corporations. Mister! Oh, mister, you're not allowed to curse in the first 10 minutes. Suck my dick. Yeah, we're not getting political today, but we're going to break down the Hegelian dialect. Left, right, left, to right. We'll talk about some political figures whose fucking Michael Malice, I think, is taking down libertarianism, which is a LARP. Okay, Emmanuel Connie's saying you need to have morals, but why do you need to have a government then? Moving on. If you wonder why I'm not like on Twitter, you're going to get your answer today. I think it's a whole lot of left-right point-counterpoint. It's impossible to win an argument. Period. That's my statement. When you have a debate, it just pushes both audiences further into their side. We have the momentum, so we're right. And Twitter people are too dumb to even know when they lost an argument. So this is my hot take for the day. Debating gets you nowhere. It pushes both sides further to the fringe. You need the Nick's nonfiction method. Everybody fuck off and read a hundred books. You're gonna learn the truth, bro. It's when other people are yapping into your- Don't even listen to me, bro. Listen to your heart and read. Is anything new being said? Is anyone's mind being changed? I know what it looks like when people come to terms with truth. We got the dankest truth over on the Patreon. Debates are masturbation. Okay, you're just propping up your Libertarian versus anarchy. You're both making money <laughs> you f- it's Khan is saying with this book arguing with pure logic gets you nowhere so again i'm gonna go on to this non-dual side today people are emotional people are not rational you cannot change their mind with logic i tried five years 200 books philosophers have figured this out if you want to show someone the truth you got to open your heart speak your truth and they will gravitate towards it everything else is selling an idea fucking seriously have been digging for quotes for two years only to learn that nobody checks receipts the only person that checks receipts is the irs twitter we'll still talk about that fucking hegelian hellhole (laughs) (laughs) and look at your host what do you call someone that makes an honest living broke (laughs) it's gonna be a fun one we'll be right back with you about the author about the author Immanuel Kant, Harry Schwent on Instagram, Patreon.com, slash Go support. Quote, born in Coinsburg, Kant's comprehensive and systematic work in epistemology, metaphysics, ethics, and aesthetics have made him one of the most influential figures in Western philosophy. He lived from 1724 to 1804, made some enemies in that time. The most of which you know, Hegel. We'll talk about that plenty today. And at my core, I am a logic guy, just to show you where I stand before. But I do have to take the new age hippy-dippy side today to keep the show alive. So, I fucking after this many years of books, I don't care about where my ego is in comparison to an idea. People live about what they believe in that shit. <laughs> I'm just doing it to be funny. Quote, I do not mean by this a critique of books and systems, but of the faculty of reasons in general. In respect of all knowledge after, it may strive independently of all experience. You can slow it down, do whatever you need to. There are really good quotes in this book. We've been taught logic from the day we're born. I'm showing you today, maybe there's another system of reasoning. What do you call a woman who's into metaphysics? A Kant. (laughs) Ladies and germs, we'll be right back. Chapter 1, Immanuel Kant's Critique of Pure Reason. Critique of Pure Reason. Before we start, you gotta let me explain what this whole bullshit is. Before Kant, it was held that truths of reason must be analytic. That what is stated in the predicate must already be present in the subject. Philosophy is a word math. At a certain point, it's A plus B equals C. Everything has to be true about a statement for it to be both sound and valid. This is when the philosophers go, you know, an intelligent man is intelligent or an intelligent man is a man. A circle is a square, but a rectangle is not a square. It's all semantics, so Kant is going to take it to the level of awesomeness. In either case, the judgment is analytical because it is ascertained by analyzing the subject. It was thought that all truths of reason or necessary truths are of this kind. And this is starting out slow. It's what every philosopher gets to the point of Some truths are more true than others. So what does this say about every statement we make? It's not just valid or sound. There's degrees of credibility. Quote, attempting to deny anything that could be known as a priori would involve a contradiction. It was therefore thought that the law of contradiction is sufficient to be established with all a priori knowledge. So again, it's too much wordy. I made a really good bit about this one. (laughs) Fucking truthometer.com I don't remember what it is but when I was reading about politics they would rate a tweet based on how true it was and it was a lefty website so every time Donald Trump tweeted pants on fire he's lying but it's philosophically correct things have a degree of truth (laughs) we're in the gray today you learn this doing comedy if you're going to have an idea you need to juxtapose your idea to what the audience already knows So like it's hidden in semantics, but he's saying anytime you talk, you're assuming a truth. And that's why I sound defensive all the time. You're on the stand anytime you fucking talk, and I know that. But at the same time, he's going, you can tell something about the past only by the words that you've been told about it. So again, it's super confusing. He's saying duality is the easiest way to learn it, but it's also a trap. That's why I'm going to speak in a lot of comedy today. That's what comedy is, and I don't want to ruin it for people, (laughs) but Hegelianism is the rival to Kantianism. Hegel insisted that reason and freedom are historical achievements. It's not a given that you're free. It's only in the past that someone died because you're free. And then Kant thinks that humans keep figuring the stuff out. So like, yeah, you're born without shit, but then people will figure out how to make another achievement and be free. So I'm leaning Kant on this side. Hegel thinks that we've only made it this far because of civilization. You need to thank everybody. I don't know. If we just start thinking a different way, what if we go back to the Stone Age? It seems um very, very conservative. And again, I don't pick sides. Just trying to explain it. He does agree with Hegel at the beginning here, Kant. But he's like... If we didn't have all of those notes from the past, do you think we would just lay down and die? And Hegel's like, no, the only way to learn still is from the past. (laughs) Like, I say some original shit on my shows and then I go read a new book. Uh, Fuck, Albert Camus already said that. But what, does it not count as me creating an idea then? It's in the ether of ideas, man. You see, I'm not that metaphysically out there, but do we really need to credit fucking everything to people that already died (laughs) old people are going to hate this show they're so scared of being forgotten we don't need you he brought up a theme i've been seeing a lot in my life it's the eastern philosophy called karoshi he's going people can only learn by pain so it doesn't matter what happened in the past most people aren't reading the history books most people only learn from their immediate environment pain But I like the Eastern shit sometimes, there's this thing called Satori, it's an instantaneous realization. Drop a shroom, you don't need pain, you're gonna learn something. But there's only two ways to learn, apparently. And some people rely on their previous data, some people are living in the moment. Of course there's more risk to one than the other, nothing is right. The way you live determines the way you learn. Bro, (laughs) it's just utilitarianism versus deontological. I'm not teaching philosophy 101. Moving on. Chapter two empiricism. This will be easier to follow because empiricism is the scientific method. As all philosophy books go, he's expecting you to pick a team already. We're only in chapter two. So he's just going to start hammering home his proofs. Quote A proposition is universal if it's true in all cases and so does not admit of any expectations. Knowledge gained a posteriori through the senses. Man never imparts absolute necessity universally because it is always possible that we might encounter an exception. The best way for me to put this shit is another duality. It's natural knowledge versus rational knowledge. Natural, what's around you, what's your senses versus rational. This idea is based on another idea, which is based on another idea. Rational versus natural. And, like, he's doing some ultimate edgelord shit here that's just going to muddy the waters. Tell me a rule, and I'll tell you an exception to the rule. Uh, No screaming fire in a crowded theater. Well, you're going to catch me in the back lighting napkins on fire just for fun. There's always an exception. He's going to run to the hills with this logic. Therefore, if every rule has an exception, there can be no one true path. So he's even throwing shade at the Easterns to stay on his side. Fuck the Tao. There's multiple Tao's, One true path. (laughs) I think the way he got there was a little bit muddy, but whatever. It's like, um, he's a hippie, bro. Like, he's scoping out metaphysics here. I want to find the line, too. If we're talking about rational versus known knowledge, how come Einstein's theories only work within the Einstein verse? It's rational knowledge. It doesn't work in any other theoretical boundary. Bro, (laughs) the smarter you get, you know how to think. Like, he's metaphysically on the side of the Ouija board, but he's not just playing with it for fun. He wants to know how much we could use the other side to our advantage. Can you use empirical methods to figure out the unknown? Go check out my second channel. Quote, Science is organized knowledge. Wisdom is organized life. Another quote, Rationalism grounds all knowledge and reason and empiricism, which traces all our knowledge to experience. He's like hanging on to empiricism with a thread, but he's going, The only reason the experiments work is because we experienced them. So it's getting Einsteinian again. Does the observer affect the experiment? I couldn't speak there. It really does sound confusing, but I've said it before, bro. Trial and error. If you sit at a river and analyze your thoughts, you're going to come to some rationalizations. So are you running the model in your mind? But like, how do most people come up with thoughts? It's something that someone told them in the past. You see the arguments shaping up for why it would be beneficial to ignore history you need a clean fucking slate obviously i think it's better to know than to be ignorant like i think you should learn their shit and then ignore it when you're in the process of thinking something new but then the ideas are in your subconscious so what's better we should have like part of the society that's just out in a commune and we come to them for out-of-the-box solutions to things Towards the end, he's like, you need rational to make empirical thought work, but rationality alone gets you nowhere. He's not going to take a side, which is kind of annoying. And I'm here to... The Zoomers, you're both sides Nick! That's not a real word. It's called rational thought. (laughs) But, uh, let's keep it interesting. Philosophy, I think it's one degree away from psychology, People who rationalize and don't try new things. They're the utilitarians of thought. I diagnose you, and now you take pills for the rest of your life. So there's no way we can fix the problem? You've been diagnosed. I've always been this way. I'm kind of an asshole. There are people who... It's the go-along-to-get-along, whatever meets the utility. These people are temporarily incapable of seeing another way. You're blind it's Aristotle's mark of intelligence can you see the other side can you flip your mind we gassy (laughs) it's fucking the intro to this book the giver reading can give you a new vision you don't have to commit to that vision you could take the glasses off it's pretty fucking awesome Kant is going the way you think is a matter of life and death rational thought leads to staying in a captive state of thought He's doing Plato's Allegory of the Cave. <laughs> chapter 3, The Method. Do meth. I will never stop saying that joke. I try to break the Hegelian dialect at least once a week in the world on this show. <laughs> I don't know, we're going to use this chapter both empirically and gay. Before the construct, a metaphysical system Thinkers should evaluate the origin and nature of our mind's psychological matters. So, like, before a therapist starts giving you fancy words, you gotta understand your psychological tendencies. Otherwise, bro, you're just becoming the therapist's (laughs) Play-Doh. You better hope they have good intentions. Most of them do. What other bullshit are you slipping in there with me? that's why it's important to know which of your thoughts come from where it's like one of the biggest themes on the show at this point you gotta fucking organize your thoughts so you don't get manipulated the method begins with knowing yourself in this world it's rational to like let people divvy up your psyche because we're taught <laughs> democracy, you gotta outsource your autonomy to other people you're too dumb to think for yourself are you fucking serious? If you don't take the first step to know yourself, bro, you are finished. (laughs) And I'm not saying hashtag live your best life, take time off. You gotta fucking interrogate yourself, son. The method begins with knowing yourself. He's still talking about this. Bro, like, my inner world is a highly detailed gothic library. Ain't nobody allowed in. The librarian is Jennifer Lopez in bicycle shorts. (laughs) the more you organize the inside of your mind the more beautiful everything gets the sunlight is brighter people holy shit the giver (laughs) don't read a manual comp watch that movie quote by giving replies to these questions you will have the ability to tell how long you might construct the tower the alternative is to just start building and hope for the best and receive a calamity when you finally end up going more than materials could handle so he's kind of saying, what's the method for being a Kantian? Should you just hit your feet to the sidewalk and start running? Like, if you jump into something before you know who you are, you can't fully fucking actualize. We gonna talk about the modern philosophers, comedians? <laughs> this guy Mark Normand, he couldn't be more dead in the eyes. He's the most rational idiot on earth. And trust me, he's funny. I mean, you wouldn't know his name if Amy Schumer didn't take him on tour. You guys aren't ready for all that? A joke tag is supposed to lead to some sort of a rant, an empirical thought. But this motherfucker is just doing left, right, left, right. (laughs) It's drama. It's not comedy. Drama. Moving on. What that quote was saying... (laughs) It's just hack to use the Hegelian dialect. The first question is, who am I? And then what do I want to build? And then what's the method? Like, you cannot commit to a path before knowing who you are. You're going to be locked in a persona forever. (laughs) Quote, failing to escape from the risk of dogmatism pushes the spanning of skepticism. And you could tell that guy under the surface is fucking questioning everything but he can't talk about it. (laughs) That's hell. Why would you have every right if it doesn't lead to the first one? We're going to do John Locke on here. (sighs) I went to college unknowing what the path that I was on. So these professors raped my mind for three and a half years. I was like, I have to get out of there. My final essay was how college is... (laughs) The job I worked at college was indentured servitude. They gave me a D on it. (laughs) Saved a fucking half a year's worth of tuition and got out of there. You got to know your fucking plan, bro. Like, being immersed in dogma, it's just going to make you more skeptical. My first conspiracy book was sophomore year of college. If you have an empirical brain, being in a classroom is going to make you go on your own timeline. (laughs) Uh, Like... It's not just college. It's all of education that makes you think more rationally than empirically. Because you're regurgitating information all day. You learn to trust information more than you trust yourself. And Kant is going into how college should be an open discussion. That's what I'm saying. These are the most beneficial classes ever. Learning is an experience. I don't remember dick that I ingest from a textbook. There needs to be something funny for me to remember it. You know, that's exactly the show. For a lot of people, the education system does more harm than good. A motherfucker needs quality time with the ideas. You don't. Know? Let me just talk at you for an hour, no questions. <laughs> Interrogate yourself. Chapter four, religion. Quote: Not only religion, but science as well, rely on metaphysical concepts that make skepticism a peril. For both of them, bro. If you're a skeptic, you might start being able to see through the dogma of those two niches. These systems are set up for people who pride themselves on logic. I know the brain, bro. I've resided in the brain for years. Well, I know rudimentary algebra, so I didn't feel entitled to clap at the Space Lodge. Bureaucracies prey on simple logic. It's how they compartmentalize your brain. It's all groupthink mind fucking. They've algorithmized our brains. Even the people who can change their mind, if they're not diligent, it goes back. <laughs> Fro. He's gonna steal a hum axiom here. When we center on the proof supplied by our senses. All of the things we see are diverse things that occur in connection with each other. Loses me at the end there. Nobody's a true observer, man. We're all in the same soup. <laughs> like, we all want to be Morgan Freeman on the God Mike narrating the story. You and me, we're all fucking stuck in it together. <laughs> I watched this documentary, But Serious, lately. is about comedy in the 70s. Are people even doing real comedy today? I'm not going to explain that. It's Hegelian bullshit. Moving on. This chapter was about religion. Like, I think everybody sees good and bad differently. Read Nietzsche's beyond good and evil. There's good and there's bad. And then there's evil, motherfuckers. (laughs) So how are we going to base religion off of what everybody sees as a different scale? That's why religion... As Jesus said, pray to yourself. You're not supposed to go to the organized, kiddie-rape Roman Catholic Church. To keep it relevant, there are Mandela effects everywhere. Zoomers are obsessed with this. You will literally see the world different than other people. And this is enough for Kant to go, mathematics is fake. (laughs) If reason is not able to supply us with a priori knowledge... So that means it is not able to secure our information of mathematics either. You see what he's going to do. Let me make fun of myself. Like I say, don't believe me. That's why I try to make this show an experience. Otherwise, all you're doing is leaving with a priori knowledge, which is dick. It's based on theory. you got to have an experience to learn. And this motherfucker is jumping the shark into 2 plus 2 equals fish. (laughs) Get it? Shark, fish. That doesn't mean it's all wrong. Like, it's wrong to the Western worldview, how everyone watching this will see. I don't want to take his side, but linguistically, he's doing language math, and it's right. So what do you believe more, language or math? Which system is more based in reality? It's all retarded. I don't have a side here. He uses language to prove math wrong. Okay, so is the material that language is based on also wrong? Like, shouldn't everything be wrong by this logic? We'll go back to my thesis. Unless you can change the lens that people see the world through, there's no winning an argument. (laughs) You're not winning anyone over here, Kant. It's an appeal to people's emotions. Fuck facts and logic. To be a rationalist, you have to break their Hegelian dialect. (laughs) Like, you see a fucking... uh, cashier and they're behind a plexi- plexiglass and then you move in front of the plexiglass and they're like wait so nothing changed you get it you gotta break the dialect to get to people's emotions and then sway their emotions that's not what happens in most debates <laughs> quote in law a man is guilty when he violates the rights of others in ethics he is guilty if only he thinks of doing so I agree with him, but he's trying to say there are no universal truths. So again, the legal system is not natural law. (laughs) He's going, you're only guilty if you think you are. It's your own system, dude. That's why we have a jury. It's an accumulation of what most people think. What he's really getting at here, guys, it's what we call simulation bullshit today. If 51% of people believe 2 plus 2 equals 5, then the value of 2 becomes 2.5. You know, it's trippy, but the perception of the world can warp based on what everybody believes. Now, I would say 2 isn't 2 anymore. 2 is something totally different based on a new system. But in this guy's mind, we all believe 2 is 2. No, it's words. You changed the word, you fuck. Philosophy linguists win. Western philosophy, it's starting to sound like Eastern philosophy to me. And that's just me saying that I have grown. When you start a new genre of books, you're lost. Now when I pick up some Eastern shit, I'm like, all right, that's Alan Watts. You got some Confucianism going. This is a Lao Tzu point. The thoughts already exist. (laughs) Western philosophy has a little bit more depth. But I don't know. It's hard to show the receipts that you're learning. Your vision gets refreshed, bro. The giver. Again, moving on. Natural knowledge, bro. You feel it in your heart. Water is wet. Rational knowledge is something that we all agreed on. Two is when you put one and one together. But maybe then, the world we live in isn't the world, man. Enough. (laughs) The natural knowledge is the only truth. I'm saying you need both natural and rational. Quote, If a man makes himself a worm, he must not complain when he is trodden upon. Chapter 5. Organize. Building on the method. This one is going to give you some actionable change. My thing is always organize your brain. Quote, Our mind can be separated into three centers of faculties. Sensibility, understanding, and reason. If we gave attention to this equipment and its inner operations, we can theoretically create a priori knowledge. Our brain would just require to look back inwards and get to know oneself. No experience is required for that. That's as A plus B equals C as you could put it. Let's let him keep going. He's going to start taking down my Siddhartha theory here quote isolated sensation of concepts such as color and shape aren't so efficient in and of themselves we are in need of being able to change this raw data to significant information that we might act on also this brings us our following mental faculty understanding this is our brain skill to create concepts from sense data that then make us our own judgments regarding the universe he's talking about isolated colors I don't think Immanuel Kant like me has been in a sensory deprivation tank. Rational versus empirical. Hey Kant, take a couple hundred milligrams of edibles, go into a senseless void, and tell me that new shapes and elephants aren't dancing in your fucking pod. So my Siddhartha theory is that if you go and sit by a river, you'll probably fucking figure it out. Like I'm saying you have zero distractions. It's about mental availability think man if you have enough time you'll figure it out and this guy is going you need to experience as well and so this is weird i'm more hippie than Kant here i'm going that it's all inside of you bro (laughs) like i guess he's right in the sense that if you put a baby in a room forever they're never going to develop but once you do have a priori knowledge it's all about organization if I was in the fucking sensory pod my whole life, of course I would go insane. Siddhartha is fiction. It's balance, again, to middle side the argument. <laughs> we need intermittent periods away from thinking to make sense of it all. But most importantly, you need the time. I saved one proof at the end here to show you I still do lean team Kant. Con- if a dog is wagging its tail, it is happy. The dog is wagging its tail, therefore it is happy. I study fallacies. Kant, he understands the circular argument. We must continue the government because it's got us this far. And we only got this far because of the government. In no fucking reality for this person can there exist a world without rulers. Motherfuckers say a whole lot of nothing on Twitter when it's just doing laps around the political compass. (laughs) Like, if I was to start a Twitter account, it would be the 15 fallacies, and I would just fucking ratio motherfuckers because everybody's lying on there to the point he says organize sense data into meaningful information the mind needs predefined ways of structuring them like you'll just see bro everybody's doing working a different muscle group and to get out of trashing people on twitter You tell yourself when you're lifting, this is what building muscle feels like. You tell yourself when you're hungry, this is what getting fit feels like. Rather than being a fucking victim in your head all day. Being part of the soup of the universe. (laughs) Big point. Time and space are real forms of sensibility, and these supply the mind with schemes for ordering sense data. You use my favorite word in there. Schemes. I just wish I could give you the schematics of my mind, but it doesn't work like that. I'm trying. I do the fucking homework every week for everybody. But you don't learn unless you do some of the homework yourself. He said it loud and clear. Time and space. If you want to see your thoughts more clearly, you need those two things. It takes time. Philosophy gives you a new vision to see that new space. It's a fucking superpower, people. And I'm saying, I know the only superpower that people think exists nowadays is being rich. But I'm not Batman, bro. I'm Spider-Man. Was that kid rich? No, but I am giving you motherfuckers a spider sense. As soon as someone opens their mouth, you get a hunch. Okay, you're rationalizing. Shut the fuck up. Oh, you're being a nihilist? Go back to hell. I, I see speech bubbles come out of motherfuckers' mouths. And trust me, I don't just categorize and forget. I'm very open to new ideas. Quote, our psyches likewise contain templates for understanding and reasoning about the world. So you've got to know when you're using a template. And if you're not using it to be funny, why are you using that template? Like, bro, you get a toolbox is what I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) And when you commit to a team, you're throwing out half of your toolbox. Oh my god. Quote, the categories of understanding only mirror our knowledge of reality, not of reality itself. He's going, you see the world through your eyes and the information that you're privy to. He made some pretty fucking Chad claims at the end. You're going to have to read the book to see yourself. Join the Patreon. My point for today, books work. Okay, you actually have to read them. It will teach you how to think and which ideas are what. And like, it makes you faster at everything. I'm good at comprehension now. I'm good at output. It made me faster in bed. (laughs) Philosophy. Final quote. Always recognize that human individuals are ends and do not use them as means to your end. Thank you, guys. That is Immanuel Kant's Critique of Pure Reason trying to show you guys what i'm still picking up in these books not a cookie cut a show out here developing the knowledge week after week love you guys let me know if you like this one or if you like the more plot driven episodes next week on the show we have got the descent taking it outdoors into the field no spoilers but a lot of stories coming at you in seven short days i love you guys that's not a meme. I do. Harry Schwann on Instagram for some more free content. Patreon if you want some more truth. Seriously, thank you for being here. Let's get a random soundboard effect to end it. I'm about to go get me a cheesy gordita crunch and coming in it. I love you guys. See you next time. Nick Muna signing off.